this episode, we explore the unforeseen perils of a popular new creation known ominously as hot water. Plus, the bad news, you lose a limb at a bar and grill. The good news, hey, that's got to be good for a free appetizer. And our main event, aging. How much does it weigh on our minds? We'll talk to multiple people to find out firsthand. Unfortunately, Dracula is not one of them as he simply emailed me back, LOL. <laughs> All that now on this episode of Markle on the Mic. Yes, welcome everyone to Markle on the Mic. I'm Dan Markle, and we jump right into it with the head-scratching trend you probably heard of by now. Something so fun you'll be laughing all the way to the burn ward. This from an ABC 10 News report. Internet challenge has left a teen, as you see here, with bandages on his chest and his face after a friend poured boiling hot water on him while he slept. The so-called hot water challenge involves either drinking boiling water or pouring it on someone else. That's right. The hot water challenge. Think of it as the psychotic brother-in-law of the ice bucket challenge. Can someone tell me what exactly the end game is here? The more skin grafts required, the more likes generated? Yeah. I don't know who came up with this, but it's not even creative. At least with other dangerous trends, there's some kind of intrigue to it. You know? Answer me this. What exactly is intriguing about dousing someone in boiling water? Well, you throw boiling water on them. And then what? And then it burns them. Even more disturbing is that she said people are drinking it. I guess their idea of a prank is to trick people into taking a drink of boiling water. I got news for you. That's not a prank. That's attempted murder. I mean, even medieval tortures would be like dudes. Isn't this a little much here? I mean, come on. Now, in an effort to shed some light on the enigma that is boiling water, Forbes recently released an article titled Hot Water Challenge, Why You Shouldn't Pour Boiling Water on Someone. Why? Yep. So, this is where we're at. Besides literally Every instinct in your body telling you that boiling water plus flesh equals bad time. We actually need an article from a a fairly reputable source dedicated to the unforeseen danger of hot liquid. Folks, I hate to say it, but we are possibly the only species on the planet that hasn't figured that out yet. Whenever there's a volcanic eruption, do you ever see lizards swan diving into the streams of lava? No. You want to know why? Because apparently they know something we don't. That you avoid things that are hot. Now the article provides such helpful tips like hot liquids can burn you. What? If you do burn yourself with hot water, maybe try running some cold water over it. And do not treat a burn with oil or butter. Because, hey, now that I'm fully cooked, 
Might as well try a bite. Smells good. Now, after hearing all this, it's easy to say, what is going on out there? Our future lies in the hands of a generation that doesn't know hot stuff burns you? Really? Well, yes and no. It's important to note that you hear about these so-called trends all the time. You know, the other one that got a lot of attention was the, uh, uh, the Tide Pod Challenge. Kids eating laundry detergent. Whenever you hear about this stuff, it's easy to condemn an entire population of young adults. But in reality, the number of people actually doing this stuff is small. For instance, for the Tide Pod Challenge, the number of people who actually took part in it is estimated to be in the hundreds. Which, considering how many billions of people are on this planet, it's likely that far more people have eaten Tide Pods this year simply because they wanted to know what it tastes like. Which, spoiler alert, tastes like Windex. Only chalkier. Now, the numbers for the hot water challenge are even lower than that. Of course, you can find videos of people claiming you're, you're seeing someone drinking boiling water or, or getting it poured on them, but let's be honest, that's, that's a pretty easy thing to fake. The reason why people eating detergent and drinking boiling water make so many headlines, despite so few people actually taking part in it, is simple. Because it's insane. And it furthers the age-old narrative that the youth are going to doom us all. Yep, the kids are going to do us in. Ding, kids. Said every generation since the beginning of time. Now, maybe back when I was a teenager, we didn't have exciting opportunities like burning our friends half to death on YouTube. But rest assured, we still found plenty of stupid things to do. Maybe not quite to that extreme. And at the end of the day, you're always going to have a small segment of the population whose primary contribution to society is to make us ask, where are we at as a society here? But that segment is always going to be there. It's always going to be small. And it's always going to be doing what it does best. Giving us something to talk about. You ever uh, have boiling water poured on you, Chris? Not that I can recall. Seems like that's probably something you would recall. Very true. Would definitely feel that. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever you're ready. Oh, right. Uh Marco on movies. I happened to catch the original Star Wars on TV the other day, and since it'd been, I couldn't tell you when, at least a decade since I'd seen it, I decided to go ahead and give it a watch. Needless to say, a few things stood out to me about it. Number one, what's the point of those stormtroopers? wearing all that armor if every time they get shot they're just gonna die you ever notice that it's it's not just the original star wars either it's through all the movies the stormtroopers the bad guys in white helmets and armor they get shot one time and they're done and sometimes they don't even need to get shot in return of the jedi the little fuzzy three-foot ewoks they were killing stormtroopers by throwing rocks at them Are you kidding me? What kind of armor is that? You get more protection from a life jacket. I mean, if that's going to be the case, the Empire could have saved money and just uh, put them in white cotton sweatsuits. And at least they'd be comfortable getting popped. 
Much better. Probably move a lot easier, too. Right now, they run like a, a bunch of guys in hockey pads with, with buckets on their heads. That's probably why just about every time you see one on screen, they're getting shot. Nice, bright, slow-moving target. You can have a tougher time hitting a tortoise. And the really shocking thing is as ruthless as Darth Vader is, you'd think he would have come for the Empire Wardrobe Specialist by now. Hey, man. That guy must be really well-connected. Like the, the Emperor's idiot nephew. Finally. They put him in charge of wardrobe because when he was running sanitation, he'd forget to put wet floor signs out and people kept breaking their necks. <gasps> it just goes to show why the Empire always gets defeated. I mean, if you can't even give your soldiers armor that protects them even a little bit some of the time, how do you expect to rule the galaxy? I don't know. <laughs> Besides that, there was one scene that really stood out to me too, simply because of, of all the unusual things that go down. And considering the movie Star Wars co-stars two droids and a Wookiee, that's saying a lot. The scene I'm talking about, of course, is the cantina scene. Some of you may remember it, many of you do not. In this scene, Obi-Wan Kenobi and a young Luke Skywalker walk into a bar full of bizarre-looking aliens who we're led to believe are all outlaws. Bar full of outlaws. Things immediately get off to a rocky start when Luke walks in with R2-D2 and C-3PO and the bartender shouts this. Hey, we don't serve their kind here. What? You're a droid. They'll have to wait outside. We don't want them here. Yeah. We don't serve their kind around here. Okay, well, what exactly are you going to serve them? The robots. What, are you going to pour them a shot of motor oil? Come on, let's get it on. With the droids retreating outside, Luke walks to the bar and summons the bartender by pulling on the back of his shirt. Yo! Because apparently a long time ago in a galaxy far away, it's perfectly okay to pull on a stranger's clothing. It's also worth noting that once the drink is given to Luke... The bartender seeks no form of payment. He simply hands him the drink and walks away. Not exactly what you call a successful business model. Especially considering, yet again, it's a bar full of criminals. In any event, Luke wouldn't have had time to pay as an insect-looking thing immediately shoves him and has this to say. Shockingly, not the most incoherent thing I've heard at a bar. I love you. Thankfully, his friend who looks like the alien version of the Batman villain Two-Face is able to translate. He doesn't like you. I'm sorry. I don't like you either. Yeah, Luke's on quite a roll here. At this point, if I'm Obi-Wan, I'd be tempted to trade him in for a cage full of pork. <laughs> Just think, if after 20 seconds, he's a liability at a bar... What kind of liability is he going to be sneaking around the Death Star? What's this knob do? Uh-oh. It's a good thing Luke ended up becoming a Jedi Master, because I don't think he would have been long for this world. The insightful conversation continues. You just watch yourself. We're wanted men. I have the death sentence on 12 systems. I'll be careful. You'll be dead! Okay, if you have the death sentence on that many systems, 
Is that really something you want to be telling any random person at the bar? Especially to someone that just happens to look like one of those kids that the cops send into gas stations to try and buy liquor. Obviously, Obi-Wan has to intervene. Which, like everything so far in this scene, does not go well. This little one's not worth the effort. Come, let me get you some. Luke is promptly thrown through a table, begging the question, why did you tell him to watch himself if you were just going to launch the little guy anyway? Next time, save yourself some time and just lead with the attack. That way you can keep the part about being a fugitive to yourself. Ah. At this point, Insect Man and Alien Two-Face pull guns and Obi-Wan draws his lightsaber. In the scuffle, Obi-Wan cuts off one of their arms. Okay, so apparently 10 seconds is the correct amount of time you acknowledge a severed limb on the ground before immediately going right back to what you were doing. Because who among us hasn't watched a man get maimed while enjoying their Coronas and chicken strips? You don't even need the game on when you got entertainment like that. But it does raise a few questions, though. Number one being, whose responsibility is it to then clean the detached limb off the ground? I mean, I can't imagine it's in the bartender's job description. Nope. You tell the busboy he's got a severed arm to deal with, there's a good chance he walks off the job. I quit. The only logical method I can think of is to give the amputee a doggy bag. Excuse me. And tell him not to forget to collect what's his. <clears throat> also worth noting, just a few minutes later, we meet Han Solo for the first time, who promptly murders a guy named Greedo at the table. But, yeah. Thankfully, they don't serve droids here, though. Our main event this podcast, aging. Yep, we're getting older. Well, you are. I gave it up years ago. Of course, with the multi-billion dollar industry dedicated to keeping you young, there's no shortage of products that claim to reverse time. From cleansers, to lotions, to pills, to exercise regimens, to diets, to plastic surgery. Unfortunately, just like lots of things, it can become an addiction. Need proof? Just Google bad celebrity plastic surgery. I'm telling you, some of the images make Elephant Boy look like James McAvoy. And it's not just celebrities. I've gone on dates with women who actually had to cut dinner short so they could get home and do their skincare routine. Happens quite a bit, actually. I guess they just take their skin very seriously. Yeah. Oh, yeah! And of course, with plenty of money flowing into the industry, scientific research in the field has never been bigger. In fact, researchers have just released their findings on a new drug that, when given to mice, reverses skin damage, gray hair, and balding. You thinking what I'm thinking? Those must be some sexy looking mice now. Hi. Hello. 
Hello. Good morning. Hello. Hey. Uh-huh. How are you? Obviously, the takeaway from this is eventually, probably sooner rather than later, we're going to have a drug like this that works on humans. Genuinely youthful skin, no more gray hair or balding. And once we get that far, why will we stop there? Eventually, we'll have a drug that not only masks the aging process, but stops it altogether. Then we're talking a world full of Draculas. bunch of 3,000 year old beings walking around that look like they're 25. At that point, kids could theoretically look older than their parents. Talk about blurred lines. Not to mention, you think it's easy to catfish somebody today? How about fresh out of college, you start a relationship with someone only to find out they're 400 years old? Eh, chick went to school with my great, 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 great grandma. Now, when it comes to aging, it weighs on some of our minds heavier than others. So I decided to find out how others of all different ages view getting older. How nervous are you about aging? Kimberly, 32. I'm not. Scale of 1 to 10? Zero. Why? Because it's inevitable and I don't care about it. Scale of 1 to 10? 2. Jan. 60. I'm not nervous. Were you nervous about uh, getting older when you were younger? No. You don't think about it too much. I never thought about it too much. What do you do to keep your youthful appearance? Whatever I can. (laughs) I dye my hair. I use moisturizers. I wear makeup. I watch my weight. I walk. Try to work out. What sort of skincare routine do you use to keep yourself looking uh, youthful? I don't use anything and I don't look youthful, so. You don't wash? <laughs> I shower. What about uh, plastic surgery? Yeah. You would? Mm-hmm. You don't feel nervous that you would end up looking like Frankenstein afterwards? No. On average, how long do you spend using skincare products a day? Not long. Five minutes. Would you ever date someone in their 50s? George Clooney. Would you ever date someone in their 60s? Nah, probably not. Do you find it uh, different dating now in your 60s? And if so, what's, yeah. the, what's what's different about it? Well, I don't know if just the times have changed or if it is an age thing. Um, men want to get serious very quickly. I think that women, well, some women want to get serious too. I don't want to. How do you think things are looking as far as the youth of tomorrow, the people that will ultimately take over this generation. How do you feel about those kids? I think the generations before us and our generation hasn't really helped them. How do you feel about them going forward? Do you you think that they'll be better than us? I hope so. How do you feel about today's youth from what you know? I feel sorry for them. I really do because um, they're not outside playing kickball. You don't see them riding down the streets of Main Street on their bikes. They're learning from a screen, not from their parents. When you hear about all the kids that get run over on their bicycles, isn't it a good thing that maybe they're on their screens? You, I don't hear of kids getting run over by their bicycles. You've never heard of a kid getting hit by a car on a bicycle? Oh, not for a long time. I mean, I'm sure that that happens, but isn't it better than? Isn't it? Isn't it better than that they're on their screens at home because it's no, they're but not there's a get different kind of danger associated with being on your screens all the time. 
not getting run over by cars. Well, that's, that's true. You won't get run over by a car. Are the screens, the technology, the new parents today? I think that parents use those as a babysitter. So, yeah, I think that that's how a lot of kids are learning, just through the screen. Is that a good thing? No, it isn't. How do we know? There has to be personal contact. How do we know? We have yet to see these kids grow. No, the screen doesn't need to be a part of a child's life. Who raises your kid? Do you raise her or do you just basically set a screen in front of her? You want to ask a different question? (laughs) Don't some parents beat their children? Isn't it better then that the screen is taking the place because the screen doesn't beat the children? You're right. A screen does not beat a child. You avoid technology with her, or do you embrace technology? I'm just trying to get a feel for your thoughts. I've never used any kind of technology. You've got air conditioning, don't you? <laughs> You've got lights. That's technology. You've got a TV. Are you Amish? <laughs> yeah. So it's better. Well, no. There was child abuse before screens. There's so much fun out there playing kickball. and I saw a video of a kid playing kickball. And a mountain lion ran onto the field and ate the kid. Well, I don't think I saw that, but, you know, it might have happened. Well, I actually think I did hear of that, too, now that you mention it. But luckily, though, I don't think that the mountain lion got the kid. The kid had been outside playing for so long, he had grown to run fast. He outran the mountain I believe he did outrun the mountain You and I watch very different videos. Well, don't they run around with mace now? I don't know of any kids with mace. I have mace. You're a 60-year-old woman. (laughs) But had that kid spent more time on the screen, he could have learned how to fend off the mountain lion. I'm not sure I even believe your story. (laughs) Craig, 27. How concerned are you about getting older? You can't be too concerned about it because uh, it's going to happen regardless. But how concerned about it are you? Not very. Scale of 1 to 10. 3. Oh, so there is a little concern there. Well, the concern comes from the fact that, you know, I can only play basketball for so long. Kyle. Scale of 1 to 10. 31. Of how uh, worried I am about it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would say maybe maybe a 5. So there is, there is a little bit of worry a, there. A little bit there, yes. What do you attribute that to? Uh, you know, I guess uh, just, you know, maybe possibly losing hair, uh, getting a little o- more overweight, uh, wrinkles. You know, the uh, the usual stuff. If you found yourself uh, losing a lot of hair and going bald, uh-huh. would you consider having uh, treatment done, hair transplant surgery? Probably not, because I wouldn't have enough money to do that. Plus, it would look fake. But let's say it looked great and oh, you had okay. the money. Would you do it then? Uh, depends. I think I'd just throw a hat on. What about gray hair? I mean, that salt and pepper look, that's the that's the new style. So I'm fine with that. I don't think it's the new style. I think it's the style since the beginning of time. <laughs> it just sort of turns that color. What sort of daily skin routine do you go through to keep your youthful looks? Uh, nothing, really. Uh, I'm not much of a product man. You know, every time I shave, you know, I'll throw on a little aftershave. I get asked that question all the time. Um, nothing. It's just, it's all natural. One of my uh, great attributes. Uh, I use nothing. Do you wash? Well, of course. With soap and water? Yeah. Every day. Every day. Without fail? <laughs> Without fail, yes. 
What about uh, laser skin treatments? Have you had that done? No, sir. What about any sort of, like, uh, exfoliators or anything like that? I don't even know what that means. Chemical peels. Chemical peels. Uh, Yeah, that's a negative on that one, too. Now, have you dated women in the past? (laughs) Yeah. Now, out of those women you've dated, have some of them had, like, a really big routine, like, when it comes to, like, their skin and, like, all the, you know, all that maintenance and different things? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know... It'd be scattered across the whole sink. You can't even brush your teeth or wash your hands. Of course, you try not to ask any questions. You know why don't you ask any questions? Well, I mean, you don't want to get into that because then they think, "What? Am I not pretty enough?" I know. Growing up with a sister, you know, she always did those moisturizing stuff, and then like women that I've dated before, I've seen them do it, but like I'm not really interested in it, and so I just let them do their thing. What do you think's going on in there, though? Is it witchcraft? It, it very well could be, and that's why I try to stay out of that stuff. How long do you think women spend a day, um, like, doing, like, skincare and different things like that? Uh, I bet during the week, uh, let's go a half hour. And during the weekend, if they're going somewhere, I bet they spend an hour. And wh- what are you basing that on? Just because you asked me a number. <laughs> we hear all this stuff about women and, and their beauty products and their, their, their skin care and their makeup and their hair care. But, you know, one thing I don't think they fully appreciate is what it's like for us mm-hmm. having a beard. Yeah, I mean... It, There's it, a tremendous amount of work that... I mean, you you have a very illustrious beard yep. there. Talk about what it takes to, to maintain something as, as pure as that. With a, uh, with a great beard comes great responsibility so you gotta upkeep that thing you gotta you know you gotta take care of it you gotta feed it you know because you know what do you feed a beard you know i just feed it uh you know what it wants sheer Uh, testosterone is uh, what it feeds on yes and so in of course don't feed it after midnight because it'll grow like crazy the next morning it'll it's like a gremlin in that sense yep Are, are you attracted to women that are older than you not really no what about uh, if they were, say, uh, someone was 30? Could you be attracted to a woman that was 30? Well, sure. Could you be attracted to a woman who was uh, in her 40s? <laughs> yeah, where, where are you going with this? I'm just know? trying to figure out where I'm just trying to figure out where the line is here. Well, sure. We'll say yes to that question. That's a, that's a yes or no question. We'll say yes. So 40s, yes. What about 50s? Uh, I mean, just they're, you know, beautiful women of all ages. What about 60s? Could you be attracted? Could you could you date a woman in her sixties? No, 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 no. So sixty is where you draw the line. Well, so would you say that women in their sixties are no longer attractive? Is oh, that what you're? Absolutely not. No, absolutely. Is not. that is that what you're saying? No. Oh, okay. So it would be like forbidden fruit. Uh, well, on a case by case basis, right? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I'm just attracted to any type of ladies, but, uh, you know, an older woman, you know, she's a little more mature, she's a little more seasoned, and she knows how to take care of a guy. So, you, do you prefer older women? Mm, yeah, it depends on the woman, though. Are we, okay, but let's, let, you're 31. Uh-huh. What's the max for who you would date? What, what's, what age is the max? Probably, I would say, uh, I, I don't know, probably 35. So just a few years older. Yeah, just a few years older. What you, you got like these uh, celebrities that still look great at 50. You know, you got like Jennifer Aniston and Demi Moore. Would you date one of them? Yeah, but I don't think they would be down for that. But yay, you know, my phone's always available, ladies. Have you reached out to either one of them? Uh, no. Now you hear about these celebrities like Mel Gibson and Mick Jagger in their 70s mm. and in their 60s mm. dating these women in their 20s. Uh-huh. 
If you were that age, could you see yourself dating someone in their their early to mid-20s? Oh, yeah. Never too young or old to find love, right? Where do you see yourself at and say... Uh, 30 years from now, when you're 61. Probably uh, married to a uh, wonderful, nice wife and uh, having some kids. How many kids would you like to have? You know, like a baker's dozen, you know, sounds like a pretty good uh, thing to have. 13 kids. (laughs) No. How do you usually find the women you date? Uh, You know, friends, probably. Do you ever go cruising? What's that mean? Get out there in the car, you, window down, breeze running through your hair. Looking for something to make you put the brakes on. <laughs> Do you feel more comfortable at 31 than you did at, say, 21? Oh, yes, definitely. I mean, like, I'm not the most mature person out there, but, you know, I'm seasoned now. Now, you say you're not the most mature. Yeah. What do you mean by that? I, I'm just kind of I kind of a youthful persona, I guess. You know, I try to... You're a wild man. Wild man, yeah. I psycho. Kinda, yeah, I would say psycho. What do you think the best part about getting older is? Making memories along the way. How about that? Making memories along... What does that mean? That means, you know, you've lived a long life. Hopefully it's been a good, enjoyable life, and hopefully you made a lot of good memories. You, you throw in the towel eventually. You say, <laughs> I, I've made all the memories I can make. Uh, it's time for me to move on. Yeah. Everything's got to come to an end, right? Right you are, Craig, including this podcast. I leave you now with some famous words of wisdom on aging, if I could only remember what they were. Memory's not what it used to be. If you need more Markle on the mic, just listen to this again. <laughs>